Welcome to Brothers King Talk, where we are just riding along through my childhood into the year 2004. My name is Samuel. And my name is JP. And yes, we are in 2004 talking about a song that is, I don't know, as as quintessential, I would say, as last year's song uh, in the club. This song, uh, the one that we're talking about today is Yeah by Usher featuring Lil Jon and Ludacris. Huge, huge club song. Samuel, how are you? I am content today. I am. Um, I have been looking forward to this one because just because I know it, and I'll explain how I know it later. But um, <laughs> it's just it's All one right. of the it's one of the few we're kind of moving into that. Oh yeah, I remember this from when I was like a teenager, and I was like mm, a yes. sheltered kid that didn't know stuff. So if I knew it, it was like really big. I guess so. I mean, gosh, yeah. This is a. Uh... This is a classic track. But hey, before we get into that, let's talk about something uh, something else that is iconic. Uh, I don't know. Love it or you hate it. Uh, on February 4th of 2004, Mark Zuckerberg releases, quote, the Facebook. It's actually the Facebook. It was then only a social network intended for Harvard students at the time of its launch. And as we know, it's obviously... Um, swelled to being a worldwide phenomenon far beyond the reaches of Harvard. Uh, but yeah, 2004 seems a lot older than that. I feel like it's been around for a lot longer, but it has not. Man, now you're just making me want to go watch the social network again. <laughs> yeah, the right. Film. Well, yes. So, uh, so yeah, Love It or Hate It, it was released in 2004, and also released in 2004 was our song. Wow. This, uh, this song is, is interesting because it's a classic track from, like, my sister's high school years. Like, uh, you know, it, it would have been around that time where, and I would have been in, like, elementary school, but it's like the song was impossible to escape. Um, and, you kind of have to expect it to be uh, a club song. I mean, the the name of the song is Yeah, uh, and it plays exactly like you would expect to do. Though, now, I do find a couple of glaring issues with this track that we'll get in. Um, but the only thing that I can listen, like on first listen through, it's incredibly repetitive. Like when you're listening to it in a club setting, how you're not really listening to it. It's just kind of playing in the background and it could repeat the same five words every single time. And you're probably not going to hear it, but when you're actively listening to it, wow, do you notice uh, that it is repetitive? I will say the ludicrous feature at the very end is a really cool change of pace uh, for an otherwise nonstop rendition of the word. Yeah. Over and over. Uh, so that that's my, my first initial thoughts. So my first initial thought is that hook is stupid catchy and very iconic. Like, yeah. I knew that hook before I knew the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the way I was introduced to the song, as I'm sure many uh, people of my generation, the Will Smith classic, Hitch. Uh, oh, yeah. 
And that, that's all I can think of is Kevin James doing, like, Dancing Stupid and Hitch right. to this song. That's uh, movie, though. Like, it, 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 has its, it has its charm. It definitely has its charm. Um, so, yeah, really catchy hook. All I can think of is Hitch. And I'm getting um, Too Close, that, that song reviewed by Next a few episodes ago. I'm getting okay. Too Close vibes from this. It has It's like a similar genre, similar feel to it. It's it's definitely more on the R&B side of club as opposed to in the club was more gangsta club, you know? Yeah. This is more of like the smooth R&B club to a degree. Um, Interesting that you say that because I kind of would disagree. I mean, I, I feel like, so, I, I mean, Next was closer to more of what we would consider R&B kind of like um, – Boys to men in my in my realm it was just a little bit raunchier i would say and obviously into club is it's very club focused it's in the name uh and it's it's somewhere in that middle ground but i would say it's closer to in the club than uh it is to uh too close just because of the harshness of like the actual track itself and it, it, I, I i don't know um I would have to listen to it again because I don't. I wouldn't say it's. I would not call it smooth. Um, it's easy to move to, but there's. Uh, I mean, if you watch like the music video, for example, uh, a lot of the dance moves that Usher is doing is very focused on being kind of almost like robotic in a way because that was a huge sensation of being able to move your body almost like independently of one independently. Each limb was had its own mind, right? <laughs> And I think what I mean when I say smooth, I might just be talking about Usher's voice. Um, mm, yeah. So here, I'll just pop into the music here. From what I've read about this song, um, this song introduced Crunk to the world. K-C-R-N-K. Mm. Um, so how I know Crunk is a group that none of our listeners have probably ever heard of called Family Force 5. So... Um, but apparently this song introduced Crunk to the world at large. Um, my impression is this is definitely a club song, which means it's one hook dragged out for four minutes. Uh-huh. But somehow, oh, and it's worth noting all the co-writers for this song, um, written by Sean Garrett, Patrick J.Q. Smith, Robert McDowell, um, LaRoe, Ludacris, and Little John. Written by all of them. Mm-hmm. Um. And Little John was actually the the one who um, produced it. So I think yeah. his production actually does add small elements to the track that keep it kind of fresh and keep it from getting too repetitive for me. I don't know. This song, it is repetitive, but it reminds me of – this is going to sound so stupid. I used to go bowling all the time, and they would always play the hamster dance. Mm-hmm. Um, remembers that song. Stupid, oh, yeah. repetitive. Kind of annoying, and I loved it every time. This song reminds <laughs> yeah. me of the hamster dance. <laughs> it's just really repetitive. Could be annoying, but like I'm charmed by the music somehow. I don't know. Um, and that does bring me to Usher's voice, which I find is super soulful. And I 
I would kind of, I'm kind of curious to hear some more of his music now. I, I don't know if I'll go into a deep dive on him or anything, but I like his voice enough to kind of, I want to hear what he sounds like on non club tracks. Oh yeah. I, I'm curious. Incredible voice. Um, an incredible voice. I can't, you can't deny that. Um, the other features though, like John's rapping, ugh, I could, I can, I could just, I, I don't need that. Yeah, it's <laughs> so annoying. Um, and Lu- I didn't really care for Ludacris's rapping. Um, I don't know, it just it's not my rap. I've actually just recently started getting like more into hip hop, mm-hmm. and at least his verse on this does not do it for me whatsoever. So that's fair. That's my thought on the music. All right. Okay. Well. You know, like with most pop music of the early 2000s, uh, it's starting to become less and less filled with variety. Uh, so you got to call out really early on the repetitiveness of the entire song. Uh, but I will say something that you might have not heard on your first listen to or, or listen through or, uh, like my wife, didn't even realize it was there or the song's been out for now 18 years. And I pointed this out to her when I was re- listening to this uh, to do the review. There is a flute or a recorder or something. I noticed that, in- that, and that's one of the things I was like, ooh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> now, uh, I have to point this out because I did not really care for it. And I'll tell you why. The last note sounds off. And I don't know what it is, but it, that last, the last note sounds very flat, and it sounds out of place. It needs to be moved up about half a pitch, uh, or half a, half a note, half a note? Yeah, I don't know. Half a step. It's been a while since, yeah, half a step, there you go. Half a step. Uh, just a little bit, because it is just barely out of tune, and I don't really like it. Um, that being said, the actual flute part, had it been in tune, is actually kind of nice. It, it has just enough variety to actually be interesting and break it up from the actual uh, verses, because for the most part, the actual rhythm uh, and loop in the background is the exact same for the entire uh, the entire song. If you didn't have that flute there, you probably would not be able to tell the difference had you removed the lyrics. It's kind of one of those types of songs. Now, the rest of that kind of flies uh, under the radar and for the most part it's just it's just the same you know it's really hard to to be critical when you can hear the entire song over like 30 seconds it's like yeah it's a four minute song but is it really is it really a four minute song in compare uh, comparison to what it actually uh real content wise now uh there are a few times where the rap rhythm does change and it makes uh, the song kind of enjoyable. Uh, but overall, it, it's, it could do better. It, it seems like it's pretty weak. Um, however, I have to agree with you. Usher's voice is a, is really, really solid. And it, it definitely makes you want to come back and listen to it again and again. And I think that's why it's, uh, it was so popular. Uh, because had someone else been singing it, I don't know if this would have been as popular as it was. Yeah, I, I can see that. Now, um, brace yourself, guys. Uh, if you heard my review of Indie Club, this is all going to sound or this is all going to sound familiar. Um, <laughs> the lyrics 
describing describe um, are all about flirting at the club. Okay, in and of itself, I whatever, go out and flirt. You know, that's part of life. However, like other club songs reviewed, re- reviewed or like kind of heavier R&B songs, um, it all just kind of degenerates into like objectification and bragging of your sexual prowess. Mm-hmm. And it gets even worse once Ludacris starts rapping. Like, I feel like that's when the song like really falls flat for me. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's too bad because if this was just like a stupid song, and I say that in a good way, like, Throughout this podcast, there have been many songs like, you know, the the Egyptian dance that I'm like, this is just a stupid, fun song. If this sure. was just a stupid, fun song about how much you love dancing or how much you love life or hanging out with your friends, I would probably enjoy it way more. It might be like a contender for like, you know, one of the catchiest tracks I've listened to. But then the lyrics come in and just kind of deflate my little balloon of enjoyment and it's uh it's too bad um i it just it all kind of dis it just uh descends and just like gets keeps getting lower and lower for me and it's like you by the time i get to the end of this almost like you i don't really want this anymore mm, and it's, it's too okay. bad cause that opening just makes me happy and just makes me think of good times makes me think of hitch and i'm just like ah oh, it's why do you do, I do this to me man <laughs> but that seems to be the nature of club songs. We'll see. We have a few more club songs coming up throughout the future years. We'll see if this uh, trajectory holds true throughout as we move forward. Yeah. 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 Uh, the lyrics are they're classic club. You know, they're they're just like in the club. Um, we covered that last week. And this track is expected to be filled with sex and dancing. And that's exactly what you get. To be honest, the, the majority of the song is really just the word, yeah. Uh, so you could probably get away with cutting out most of the song, and probably no one will really remember or realize. <laughs> um, now, the first and second verses also seem kind of contradictory, uh, which is interesting, because the first verse seems, I, I don't know, the first verse does feel very much like, Oh, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to get with this girl. I'm having a good time, you know, yada, 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 whatever. But then it moves into the second verse where he's like, nope, I can't go home with you because I'm just having too much fun dancing. And it's just like, hang on, wait a minute. Uh, That doesn't really quite line up with what I expected to hear. Uh, So let me let me see if I can pull up the the lyrics here. First verse starts with, uh, I was in the club with my homies trying to get a little VI, keep down the low key, conversation getting heavy. I'm skipping around here. Uh, she's saying, come get me. I followed her to the floor. She said, baby, let's go. And when I told her, let's go, then I said, yeah, yeah. And then there's a bunch of that. And then lower here, it says, da-da-da-da-da. So she's all up on me in my head now, got me thinking that it might be a good idea to take her with me because she's ready to leave. Uh, and I got to keep it real now because I'm on a one to 10. She's a certified 20, but that ain't, but that just ain't me. Cause I don't know if I take that chance where just, where's this going to lead. But what I do know is the way she danced, make sure to all right with me. That way she get low. I'm just like, just work out that out for me. She asks for one more dance and I'm like, yeah. 
how the hell am I supposed to leave? So it starts as I'm in the club, I'm having a good time, I'm looking to get a lady, and the second verse is like, actually, I'm I, I, no, I don't want to do that, which is so bizarre, and I will never, I, I don't get it. Um, I don't know if you caught that. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that because that caught me. I I think I think this is a case of rhyme versus meaning. Um, sometimes a lot of artists will just kind of write, you know, they'll they'll write like a whole bunch of nonsensical stuff that just rhymes and flows okay, and then they'll go back later and fill it in with more meaningful stuff. Well, if your song isn't supposed to have any meaning and you're just supposed to be dancing in a club, why replace anything? You yeah. know? And I think that's kind of what happened here. Yeah, that could be possible for sure. I don't know. At the end of the day, the main lyrics are yeah. And the word yeah, I mean, is probably said, I, I don't even know. I didn't, I didn't do this beforehand, but if I look at yeah, um, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, okay, five. Uh, the word uh, yeah appears 99 times on the Genius Lyric page, and five of those are the title of the song in different places. So 94 times. The words yeah are said in this song. The song is like four minutes long. 94 times. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. So um, I don't feel like I have too much to say about this song. Um, the music, I give a two. Like I said, it just reminds me of the hamster dance. It's like, just kind of happy and catchy for no reason, and I'm okay with that. Mm. So unlike in the club, I actually kind of like the production on this, the music. It just, I don't know, something about it grabs me and it's like cool but then the lyrics fall flat i give the lyrics a zero i'm just like yeah I, I don't care about them whatsoever but then the overall mm -hmm. this song has had a cultural impact um i was actually watching a, another completely different video the other day and it was something about like you know um, let's look at two hit songs from 2004 which one do you remember and they said some random one-hit wonder, and they said, yeah, by Usher. And they're like, hmm. you know, only one of those are a cultural touchstone. And yeah, right. I think I agree that, you know, even though I dislike the lyrics, this song is a cultural touchstone, kind of like the Macarena before it, you know? And yeah. so for that reason, I do give it overall a two. So it's a four out of nine for me. Okay. It's higher than um, I thought I was going to give it, but you know. <laughs> uh, well, you know, going into this track, I had a lot of memories that I, and I was expecting to enjoy it. Uh, but this is kind of a quote, don't ask how the sausage is made situation, uh, end quote. Now, on the surface, the song is fun and exciting, but the closer you look, the more annoying it becomes. So if I was at a club and this song came on, sure, it'd be a jam. I would dance to it. I'd have a good time. But outside of that very specific setting, I can't find much enjoyment. So even in the car, just singing along, I might be able to listen to it once. But if it somehow hit my radio twice, 
I changed the station. So you're right. The cultural impact is absolutely there. And I do match with you on the, uh, the two for the overall, but I gave the music, uh, a slightly lower score here for at a one due to its just consistent, nonsensical, repetitive, uh, line. So I give that a one. And then the lyrics, I did give a 0.5, uh, because the the lyrics themselves are overall very boring, but there are some things, just like the song itself, the lyrics themselves have made a cultural touchstone. There were lyrics at the very end of this song. I'm not going to sing them because I'm not going to rap them well, but there are lyrics at the very end of the song that Ludacris sings that I knew, but I had no idea they were a part of this song. Like, I, I just had no... I didn't make that connection. So the lyrics do connect and the lyrics are with, uh, with their own merit, but it's one of those things where if I was to say some of those lyrics, if I were to sing those lyrics along, people would know what I was talking about. So I gave that a 0.5 for an overall score of a 3.5 and uh, 3.5 out of nine. And that's all I got to say about that. All right, so we were pretty close in the song. Um, so I'm curious to see. We got, we have more R&B next week. I mean, in fact, there's going to be, the rock is pretty much dead at this point. So and that's not, that's not a bad thing. I think uh, guitar-driven music had its heyday for 30 years. <laughs> so, you know, we're just, we're in a new, in a new age. And we're just going to slowly kind of move through this next couple decades and see where it goes. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, my name is Samuel. And my name is JP, and we thank you for listening. This has been 2004's Yeah! by Usher, featuring Lil John and Ludacris. And as always, this has been a Brothers King Media production. Mm-hmm.